Hello and welcome to this episode of Thai Hi-Fi. This is me, Rivian Knight, and uh, this week I just thought I'd share something that's been happening daily at this time of year and is really uh, nourishing both me and my family. gratitude I get to uh, come inside for some shelter today there is an inordinate amount of power swirling around outside I know many of you listening around the world have been experiencing a lot of earthquakes this week fortunately we haven't been having any of them but the uh, wind is really swirling around the trees at the moment there's a there's a wonderful sound as it gusts around and the streams are completely swollen with water i've just been out for a walk and uh such is the power uh some of the roads have completely washed away um yeah it's quite the day out there so this is probably one of my favorite subjects at the moment and uh, i guess always has been uh because i do love a good cup of tea and whilst uh if you'd spoken to me three or four years ago perhaps then I would have been talking specifically about black tea but uh, yeah more latterly I've really started to get in to uh, to mushroom tea and uh, yeah it's to some of those species that I won't really wanted to focus in on today you know I was really fortunate enough to meet a few sort of early adopters when it comes to mycelia and uh, mushrooms and the kind of impact that they can have on mental and physical health. I can't remember which it was that happened first. I I think I had met a kind of early adopter called Adam DeLeo uh, when he was traveling from his home in North America to uh, the northeast of Scotland who was uh, cultivating mushrooms in his uh, home environment and I, I think it was him that put me on to a very charismatic uh, sort of pioneer if you will really uh, Mr Paul Stamets but it was it was around about the time that I met Adam anyway that I uh, I'd seen some of Paul Stamets kind of uh, I guess almost evangelical online uh, YouTube videos and TED talks you know uh, many of you would have heard of or if you haven't already, I really recommend seeing his uh, Six Ways That Mushrooms Save the World video. Gets into all kinds of groovy subjects like uh, micro-remediation and microforestry and all kinds of stuff like that. Anyway, it was kind of following the the rabbit hole, really, of um, Paul Stamets's work that I uh, coupled with meeting some early adopters that got me into researching and, you know, trying out the kind of benefits of of some of the wild mushrooms that grow in the aisles i should say like i'm not a doctor like i'm not a medical doctor at all so i i wouldn't feel comfortable sort of naming the kind of pharmacological 
benefits of some of these mushrooms because I'm I'm not able to prove that myself. I would just I guess be repeating the research that I've done, and uh, yeah, I don't think I, I I'd feel comfortable doing that. Um, but I have to say, both the species that I'm talking about today have been uh, adopted and adapted by pharmaceutical companies, corporations, if you will. And, uh, you know, there are some mainstream medicines which uh, are available, um, which are exactly the same as some of the benefits you see purported online too. So I, I guess I'd encourage you to do your own research and, and make your mind up. Um, but, but certainly from, from drinking both of these species daily, I'm, I'm feeling, um, yeah, I feel quite fortified and strengthened by these allies, I guess. Because in a sense, I am allying myself with um, some mycological species at the moment. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going out into my own landscape, actively seeking them out. And, uh, you know, as well as establishing relationship with them, I am consuming them on the daily too. The two species I wanted to talk about, which I'm drinking every day, is uh, birch polypore and the turkey tail mushroom. And both of those species are kind of hyper abundant, I guess, where I'm from. Uh, living on the west coast of Scotland and uh, there are access to Atlantic well Atlantic rainforest it's fair to say but there are also sort of secondary woodlands or woodlands being reclaimed from pine plantations where the birch trees are coming back and and uh, if you don't know already then you will often find birch polypore on decaying or partially dying birch it's uh it's a super ubiquitous mushroom it's uh it's everywhere I would say if you're living in the city right now and you have some some parks chances are on the birches you would find birch polypore too and you know it comes out in uh starts about i would say like knuckle thick you know this this little ball comes out and then gradually the ball expands and expands until the the polypore comes into its fullness and you know i'm finding that the earlier the better it's harvested the the nicer the taste the the older ones i'm not sure what whether it's the older ones that fix the most betulinic acid but i would say the younger ones are much easier to consume and certainly you can you can just pick them straight off the branch and um yeah it's kind of a a, a kind of almost meaty rubbery texture when you cut into it and and that's exactly what i do when i get them home i will i will slice them um almost looks like processed chicken you know when you slice them that thinly and uh yeah it's not it's not out of the question to pop one straight in my mouth because it's as i say it's not unpleasant at all when they're young the older ones are super bitter but anyway the younger ones i will slice and i'll either pop that straight into a into the boiling water i'll just boil the heck out of it for maybe 10 or 15 minutes or if i want to store them i'm I'm chopping them into slices and then with a needle and thread I'm I'm running the needle rather it's it's twine more than thread and I'll I'll run the needle through maybe 20 or 30 slices with a knot at the bottom and then I'm able to hang them up in an airy place you could dry them in the oven or in a dehydrator but you know the birches are super super wetland plants so 
quite like birch wood it takes a long time for the polypore to dry out so what I found is if I hang it up from the rafters outside where there's not rain hitting it the air getting to it will soon dry it out yeah if you were to look at my porch you'd see loads of this stuff hanging up I I'm tending at the moment to consume it fresh but also putting bundles by and uh when we've not been in lockdown and I've been able to uh, to pass by other households, uh, I've been sometimes leaving little strings of these guys uh, as gifts. Because you know you can you can leave them hanging outside for over seventy two hours; they don't decay in the slightest, so there's no risk of transmission. But it's it's felt quite a nice thing to give a you know a, a mushroom which has purported uh, immune boosting properties uh to people at least during the end of the first lockdown um you know one of the things about the polypore is that it's super abundant you know unlike the chaga mushroom which is only really grows in the northeast of scotland and it's been kind of massively over harvested really you know these things apparently sell for 10 pounds a gram on the kind of health markets in london what I like about the polypore is it's absolutely everywhere. You know, it's a little bit like nettle. It it just doesn't stop. It's it's everywhere. And so to have this hyperabundance of an immune-boosting mushroom, at least locally available to me, really brings me alive. I feel I feel good about that. Anyway, I'm properly digressing. Being able to string them up and have loads of this stuff to make a tea with every day is is really bringing me alive at the moment. You know, similarly with the turkey tail, there's a lot of uh, oh, there's a lot of very beautiful oak trees, and uh, what I'm finding on some of the partially fallen or some of the dead ur branches in the woodland right now, there's some beautiful uh, multicolored turkey tails. I was uh, visited a sheeling up in uh, a local woodland, Glennon Wood, just last week. I was uh, actually up there ring barking some trees but there next to the conifers i was taking down was this beautiful fallen oak and it was completely overtaken with multicolored uh trametis versicolor the turkey tail mushroom such a gift to find them and yeah i filled my pockets and uh yeah we've got a, a stoneware jar here with a kind of airtight lid and it's brimming with turkey tail mushrooms at the moment yeah that's great in fact i'm going to take a little sip I would say the taste is like, it's not unpleasant, but I wouldn't say I, I reach for a delicious cup of mushroom tea. You know, it's it's, it's quite a medicinal uh, thing. I suppose you could add honey or mint or if you're a, you know, certainly kind of herb tea drinker, you could add that to taste. But um, yeah, I guess with the polypore and the turkey tail, because I, I mix it all up, I will... I will boil that on the stove for maybe 15 minutes in the morning and I'm I'm filling up my flask for the day. I would say I'm probably downing at least a litre and a half a day. You know, in fact, I've got two jobs at the moment. So one is uh, as a forester, you know, I, I work as a local community ranger. And so my morning starts with boiling water for a flask for the day you know it can get quite cold when you're not moving outside and uh, 
yeah, really appreciating the uh, connection with the forest, I guess. I'm returning to the same woods that I've gathered these mushrooms in. And, uh, you know, it's very physical work. But when I stop, I will often put on a layer and open the flask and, and uh, yeah, sort of consuming and, and getting the smell of and the taste of these mushrooms can really help sort of bring me back into the the place. I mean, sometimes if I find a particularly beautiful specimen that I harvest, then I'll just add that straight into the flask when I find it, and that'll sort of gently brew and, um, yeah, be ready for me when I take my next drink. But it feels good to be consuming, and I call it medicine. You you might call it something different. I'm, I've come to associate these things as... Uh, as medicine for me uh, so when I'm consuming this medicine in place uh, yeah it does does a lot for my mental health it's uh, yeah it, it has meaning as well as uh, kind of a perceived physical benefit yeah so that's the one job I'm I'm out there in the forest and I'm drinking the mushroom tea but equally you know I have another desk bound job I work for uh, quite a well-known cycling charity just another two days a week and it's it's mostly because of the covid restrictions it's uh completely desk bound at the moment and so i can start the day with a good jug of coffee but to keep going on the caffeine soon makes everything go south you know i wouldn't uh <laughs> many of you have drunk drunk a lot of coffee before and and certainly for me there's there's an upper limit uh where it doesn't become enjoyable anymore actually doesn't become enjoyable for the people that I'm working with either. You know, you don't want a game show host as a colleague. So, uh, yeah, I drink the coffee. I get going in the day, have my breakfast. But, you know, when we get to around sort of 11, 11.30, it's like I'm finding I'm starting to reach for the whatever brew is on the stove. And what's great about the mushroom brew, the polyport and turkey tail brew, is that even though I have to stay next to the desk and I can't often I can't reach into nature in my breaks, uh, is having that smell and association of the woods, that taste, that kind of fortitude, that um, yeah relationship that I'm finding when I pick it. It's almost like consuming that stuff even when I'm completely away from my desk you know I'm completely away from the forest it it takes me back there it gives me that connection it allows me to root myself in place even in a digital environment and I'm I'm super thankful for that yeah so not only am I like hydrated and nourished but I'm also grounded by the experience too and yeah can't beat that I didn't expect that but uh I guess as my relationship deepens, that's that's what I'm experiencing. So just before recording this podcast, you know, I was sitting outside listening to the wind and trying to reflect on why is this meaningful to me? Sort of like, so what? I'm drinking mushroom tea, so what? I think a lot of it in terms of meaning has to do with resilience and rely you know self reliance i'm i'm so so very thankful that uh even in a time uh 
of such you know almost apocalyptic biodiversity loss even in times of such uncertainties around climate and gosh you know even in times of such um declining in health in the population i you know we're it's true to say we're in a pandemic at the moment and um you know that's the kind of setting um politically geopolitically um i don't know how you'd put it but out of the woods and in the real world certainly if you turn on the news that's the that's the situation where we're in at the moment so to be able to it's really meaningful to me to be able to source nourishment in the landscape that surrounds me you know that does give me inordinate amounts of um, yeah it, it makes me a resilient human being it makes me there's a feedback loop that makes me feel like uh, I'm able to at least in part help with my own self-reliance and and certainly giving this drinks to my family or encouraging my neighbors to harvest for themselves brings in an ordered amount of meaning to me too it's kind of why I wanted to talk about it it's it's something you can do this isn't like a look at me isn't everything great at this end kind of thing it's like you can follow this path if you're interested with it birch polypore turkey tail mushroom grows everywhere you know you, you, you i think with a with a quick kind of search engine search you could you could easily find out more about where these things are and what they look like i mean it's it's vitally important when you're uh getting to know the fungi kingdoms that your identification is solid you know you don't want to be you want to be a hundred percent when you're picking polypore and a hundred percent when you're picking turkey tail you want to be a hundred percent when you're picking any mushroom because uh you know there are some very poisonous and very deadly mushrooms out there you know as I record this, I'm reminded of the the marketplace. You know, I was just looking the other day. The turkey tail supplements are available in the marketplace. And I would say they can be really expensive. So that's fine if you have the money or you really wanted it and you couldn't source it yourself. But how good is it that uh, that nature provides a hyperabundance of what you might need in your own landscape and the act of harvesting can be done in such a way that it's not disturbing the ecology so great it's like as my friend paul used to say it's like the bank that always says yes you know i want to say there are also like experts there too i'm just thinking of my friend mark right now at galloway wild foods he has an excellent blog uh on picking and harvesting all kinds of different mushrooms which i would you know i would signpost people to without a doubt uh yeah i guess in future podcasts we will cover many other aspects of uh what the fungal kingdom has to offer um, 
But yeah, today I just wanted to have a little bit of a personal reflection on uh, two species which I'm getting to know by the litre <laughs> every day. I was also thinking outside about, uh, you know, I was in the woods just yesterday drinking the mushroom brew and had this very visceral sense of my two grandparents sitting either side of me. I had a, yeah, a little bit of a memory way back to sitting on a couch in Tonkenfig as a four-year-old. I think I was quite unwell at that time. I think I was about to go into hospital, but I remember sitting in the twilight on a red couch in Cotswold House with my grandparents either side of me. And then I, yeah, I just started to think about, well, what about our ancestors' relationships with trees? You know, we're, we're in such a dark time of the year, you know, and all the leaves are stripped back. And, you know, I'm getting to know the kind of markers, which aren't the leaves, you know, what the bark looks like of the different trees. And I been reflecting particularly around the birch just now it's like there are so many medicinal pathways uh, from getting to know the birch you know it has huge benefits just that one tree alone so I was thinking about my ancestors and the kind of life ways it's a new term I learned just yesterday life ways and kind of seasonal rituals that they enacted uh, with the trees it's curious to me, you know, this isn't like a new finding. I'm not the first person to consume polypore and turkey tail. You know, the humans, our ancestors, or certainly my ancestors, would have had a huge relationship with the birch going way back. So I'm. it's with a great deal of gratitude that I can mention chaga, turkey tail, polypore, you know, in a not too far away now i'm really waiting for the time a couple of months actually but it'll come is the birch sap riding rising too that's another ritual seasonally that i would like to return to or look forward to returning to renewing my relationship with a with the birch sap i guess in a way it's just all about relationship right just uh yesterday i was out with my daughter with this machines had are kind of re-digging the ditches this time of year, and it's it's quite a quite a messy process. But they they you know they're hacking down the trees with these machines. But fortunately for us, is that there was a lot of willows down which are partially cracked and broken already. So we've been sawing off those limbs and putting them over a fire and extracting the bark. And then at home late in the night, we've been peeling off the outer bark and just keeping the inner bark back and boiling that on the stove and then turning that into threads and it's quite the process to enact the re-weaving of fibers and threads with my daughter it's a great backdrop for telling stories to her there's a great there's so many kind of uh, I guess in the kind of physicality of what I'm doing she's generating loads and loads of questions to ask and it's it's very easy to kind of morph from the kind of physical answers to waxing a little bit more lyrical about, well, what are threads of connections? How how do threads become ropes? Yeah, so thankful for the ropes of connection to the birch tree 
and to the birch polypore. And again to the turkey tail that grows on so many of our woods. So I'm leaving with gratitude, kind of just how I came in, I guess. So I want to give a shout out to any other mycelial adventurers who might be out there listening, you know, whether it's a personal share like I gave today or whether you have a an operation with mycelia or mushrooms right now. I, yeah, I'm particularly keen to kind of amplify the voices of people involved with the mycelial kingdoms. There's so many fantastic solutions and health benefits by allying ourselves with with this kingdom and um, it's certainly bringing me alive and making me feel rooted right now. So, so bring it on. Looking forward to future mushroom-based episodes. But for now, thank you for listening and uh, stay warm and well. <laughs>